ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. For regular viewers and listeners of AWI Pod, please do not be offended as this program contains good wrestling. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fifth episode. I put episode four, but this is, in fact, the fifth episode of Warring to Attitude. I am your host, Brent Biles, and as always, from across the ocean and from the future, he is the disco dancing, barroom brawling, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy, folks. He's more over than pissing and moaning about wrestling on the internet. GA Wrestling Night, Glenn Abbott, how you doing? Oh, I've missed that intro. (laughs) Thank you. I was sitting in my garage um, <laughs> before I came down here to do this, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna steal that other guy's gimmick because he's not even around anymore. So <laughs> no, he don't. He don't know. He don't care. He'll never know. <laughs> he's been kidnapped by some woman. He don't care. Hey, if you're gonna be kidnapped, that's the Chant. best way to be kidnapped. But anywho, Glenn, how's it go? How's it? How's it hanging over there across the pond? It is hanging very well, considering it's. We've had a really nice weekend. Um, now it's holiday Monday, and it started off miserable, but the sun's out now, and it's quite a lovely evening. It is. And I gather beautiful afternoon guess, here in Nebraska. I gather. I was going to say, I gather the same from your tweet where you said you will be watching Raw tonight out in your. Uh, Patio or wherever. Back on the back patio with the fire pit. So we had been talking about getting the fire pit out Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday because it was it was nice both days, but it was super mm-hmm. fucking windy. Just mm-hmm. the, the wind is ridiculous. I don't know how the wind gets over there in England, but the wind in Nebraska blows across the plains with mighty fucking force. Let me tell you what, because it's always windy. So we weren't able to do it then. So I figured, fuck it, we'll do it tonight. I'll watch Monday night. No fire, fire pits and wind don't go well together. Yeah, I just bought this place. I don't want to burn it down. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd I would, I'd be in here trying to rescue the thousand dollars worth of action figures. I, yeah, I, yeah. That's what I would be doing. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be, yeah. What a dilemma! <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the animals, the family, or, or the wrestling figures, or the wrestlers. <laughs> I'm outside crying. Not my Bret Hart. Not my Bret Hart figure <laughs> with the Intercontinental Championship. No. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, um, we're going to talk about the January 20th edition of Monday Night Raw from 1997. Glenn, we were kind of talking about this before before on air. This was a banger of a show, wasn't it? It certainly was. As I said, this is why I gave out the warning. There's people that listen to this that normally listen to a work in progress. Expect bad wrestling from us and good reviews of bad wrestling. But this was actually a good wrestling show. Considering how iffy the, the pay-per-view was, it, 
it's coming off of. It, it's amazing. And the Monday Night Raw before the pay per view too, which was absolutely mm. dreadful. Uh, that yeah. We- we really, really did like, and it was like, uh, it was like reviewing bad wrestling mm. anyway. Compared to that, mm. to the, compared to this, was like night and day. It was, uh, this was a much better episode. It was as though it was as though that the the Royal Rumble was the go home show for this show. <laughs> it re- it really was too, and uh, so I started you know, thumbing through Bret Hart's book, and if you've never read this <laughs> book, if you're, if you're into wrestling, no, books, I it, haven't. I've read many, many, many wrestling books, and this is probably by far my favorite one. I've read it two or three times. It's called My Card, My Real Life in the Cartoon World of Wrestling. It's by Bret Hart. You should definitely check it out if you're a, a wrestling fan, especially if you're a Bret Hart mm-hmm. fan. He actually has a paragraph in this book about this very episode of Monday Night Raw. And I just wanted to read one little part out of it uh, in a meeting that he had with Vince McMahon and a big TV executive in Vince's office after the show. He said, Mm -hmm. afterwards, in Vince's office, I was introduced to a bigwig from the USA Cable Network that carried Raw. They were both very pleased with with tonight's show, and the USA rep said that it was the most exciting Raw they'd ever done. Vince gave me a proud Mm -hmm. slap on the back and said, it's all on his account. So that's what what we're going to be talking about is one of the best shows that they think they've ever done up until that point. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to set the stage. We go into it, but... It sort of sets a tone for the rest of the year. It really does. Yeah, no, when you look back at it, it really, really does set the tone for the rest of the year because it's setting up things that you're going to see into WrestleMania Mm. and past WrestleMania. So, yeah, even, you know, even taking the wrestlers out of it, just what happens to Vince here. Right. Yes. (laughs) This is the first seeds of Mr. McMahon. It's like it, it, and I've got it in my notes, but we'll get to it in a minute here because, uh, Let's get the show under uh, underway first. Yeah, let's do that. Like I said, it's in Beaumont, Texas. It is at the Montagui Center. Uh, yeah, we're going to do arena this week as we had been in the Knickerbock Arena for several weeks. So, Glenn, I also – this episode is actually live, too. This is not a taped, canned episode. This is a live episode. Um, the Mon- Let's hear some information about the old Monte Center in Belmont, Texas. It is home of the Lamar University Cardinals and Lady Cardinals basketball teams. I've never, ever heard of either one of that. I've never heard of <laughs> Lamar University basketball. Never, ever. I don't think they've ever made the tournament. I could be wrong. Um, place is still open to the, to the same to this day with the exact same name. It hasn't changed. Uh, I couldn't find anything else on this information. They had, didn't have anything about, you know, big events that happened here or anything like that. I even checked Ticketmaster yes, to see if they had any, you know, upcoming events in the <laughs> arena. And I found absolutely nothing. So <laughs> this was probably it. <laughs> yeah. This and, uh, and you know, Lamar university basketball is the only thing going yeah. on at this arena. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the basketball was enough when the wrestling came to town and the janitor looked at the mess after us and said, now nah, you don't do this anymore. Right, no, I don't, I don't get paid <laughs> enough for this. I'm going to need at least $16 an hour to clean up this mess. <laughs> Uh, but the town of Beaumont is uh, 85 miles east of Houston. It has the population of 115,000 as of two, 2020, which is smaller <laughs> than the place I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. For all you people that say Nebraska's only cornfields, we're bigger than Beaumont, Texas, you sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> if you ever find yourself in Beaumont on the weekend, make sure you check out Crockett Street for dining and entertainment, or you can check out the Beaumont Ban- Botanical Gardens. That's a big word for me. It's a 10,000-foot conservatory, so... You can do that if you're ever in Beaumont. 
Oh, you we were planning a that. big vacation to Beaumont, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe kicked off with some highlights from the Royal Rumble. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't think Texas is very high on my vacation list. I no, I, I don't see how it would be. I don't think it would be high on many people's. It certainly isn't high on mine. <laughs> <laughs> certainly isn't high on mine. Uh, they kicked off with some highlights. I really liked uh, mm-hmm. them showing videos, but I really liked the still photos. I don't know. Maybe it just brings me back to my childhood, but I thought it was really yeah. cool while they just showed the still photos. Made yeah, it feel it's... bigger and more important. It does. Um, it's that thing. You can see the still photos, but you don't know what went on behind the paywall, actually. Right. And they, they heavily push, I've noticed, and they, they heavily push replays of pay-per-views. Uh, on these things too so they're mm. heavily that's why they probably didn't show they're heavily pushing yeah. you to watch the pay-per-view so you can see how stone cold steve austin cheated to mm-hmm. win the Royal Rumble. they also let us know that wf president gorilla monsoon will be here to let us know what's happening with the title shot at WrestleMania 13 after what happened with steve austin at the royal rumble and as vince said he's live yeah they are live ladies yeah. and gentlemen no, but uh, he, he said Gorilla Monsoon is coming in live to talk about. Oh, yeah, he was very specific about him being here live. <laughs> Will be a video <laughs> package of old Gorilla. So they're kind of letting us know that Bret Hart's, I mean, that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be taking on The Undertaker tonight and Sid's out with a concussion from the match with Shawn Michaels, but they are, they are, they do make sure to let you know that he will be at his scheduled appearance on Wednesday night. They wanted to make sure that you knew <laughs> that he would still be at where you were going to see I that love- on Wednesday night. <laughs> I they, said it- hurt, they also managed that he'd be at the whatever arena on Wednesday night. <laughs> I love JR during this when they were, when they, they showed the clip where this of the, uh, of Shawn Michaels winning that match. And he says a pinch of poetic justice. And switching music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they kind of had like a thing where Vince <laughs> Vince talked about the first part. The JR talked about the middle part. And then they had Lawler yeah. do the end. Yeah, that was really cool. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, and as they're talking about that, Bret Hart makes his way out of the ring. And he's got something to say, Glenn. So let's hear what Bret Hart had to say. You know, when I decided to come back to the World Wrestling Federation, you promised me that I would get an opportunity to fight for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. You put me in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin and said that if I could beat Stone Cold Steve Austin, that I would be the number one contender for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. That for some stupid reason, Shawn Michaels finds himself out at ringside announcing in my world championship match with Psycho Sid. I don't think it was any kind of a coincidence either. And cost me the World Wrestling Federation championship belt with blatant interference don't worry about it because now you can go in the royal rumble and you only have to fight 29 other guys and then you'll get your opportunity for the world wrestling federation championship belt and it's very very clear to me that i won the royal rumble and i should be getting a world wrestling federation championship belt i've been screwed by Shawn michaels the boy toy I've been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been screwed by the World Wrestling Federation. And I've been screwed by you. It doesn't look like I'm gonna get my opportunity for a shot at the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. So I quit. The only thing, 
<laughs> so I listen to it now. He said belt like 17 times. Yeah. <laughs> If, if, if you're at home listening and you have a drink in your hand, take a drink every time Bret Hart says belt in that promo. You're going to need a few more yeah, drinks. Take a belt every time he says belt. Yeah, but it's, as we alluded to, it's great that he's, this whole time, he's talking straight at Vince. Yep. Now, this is a lot of, there have been a lot of people this, this, this time, both at home and in that arena going, why is he talking to the guy that does the commentary? <laughs> right. What does he have to do with anything? Yeah, exactly. There had to be at least a couple people at home, yeah. Uh, Brett mm. then leaves through the crowd as Vince tries to talk him out of it. This brings Stone Cold Steve Austin out to the ring, and he's trying to talk for a little while without the microphone working, uh, and then threatens to whoop the person's ass if they don't get him a piece of equipment that works, <laughs> which was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, then he kind of ran down Bret Hart, and uh, let's let's hear some of that as well. You can sit there and bellyache and complain with the best of them, son. Ever since you came back, you ain't done nothing but cry. The bottom line is, son, when the going gets tough, the hearts get going back home. Going back to Canada, son, because the only person you could possibly be is your wrinkle-up old man and his little old basement. As far as Gorilla Monsoon goes, I got a big bunch of bananas, and I can tell you where to stick each and every one of them. <laughs> you won't meet a face, The Undertaker. You can bring his dead ass out here, because I threw it over the top rope last night, and I'll do the exact same thing right now. So bring him on out. I got something for him. Yeah, we listen to those two pretty much back to back. And you yeah. tell me which one of those guys you want to cheer for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I even made a note about the bunch of bananas and other. Everything about that was just great. It was. Just it, so was. it was. Like I said, I didn't even get the part of there where he says, "You're gonna give me a piece of a piece of equipment that works, am I gonna have to whoop your ass?" This game. This is again. This is it. This is Stone Cold. As we know him in the Attitude Era, right. we've seen bits and pieces of him running in and attacking people, and doing all that. But this is the first time in ring that he has become that Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he's see. People always try to act like it was he won the King of the Ring and then bam, they strapped the rocket to him, and it wasn't really like that. He won King of the Ring, <laughs> but it still took a little while. I think until yeah. until he until he got into this feud with Bret Hart before people really started to get behind him. And they actually like let him get behind a mic and let him do what he can do. And he's obviously <laughs> very good at it. As you heard from that. <laughs> very, very, very good at it. <laughs> and then we go to a commercial break. And as, as we go to the commercial base, they show Vince leaving commentary position and walking to the back. So they're even further <laughs> showing you that he's not just the commentator. And we give great praise for that. Because that is part of this show picking up is we get the fledgling JR and King together for the first time as a, a, a duo rather than Vince interjecting all the time. And then from there, Glenn, and then from there. And then from uh, there. Yeah. What a maneuver. Yeah, and just shit like that. You do get, <laughs> yeah. you get, yeah. I think Vince does stick around for a little bit longer, but not not the entire year of 97. No, but we get a glimpse of what's to come. Right. You've got, glim- got a glimpse in the ring of the Steve Austin that's to come. 
and you get a glimpse on commentary of the King and JR that's to come. Which is exactly why we decided to do this show. Yeah. <laughs> the exact reason that we decided to do this. Uh, they talk more about the record crowd of 60,000 people at, at the Alamo Dome. We come back and Stone Cold Steve Austin's gone, but we have got Owen Hart and the British Bulldog taking on Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Wow. What do you think? What do you think about this one? I could have written pages about this. Yes. Yes, you know how much I love my tag wrestling. How the hell did they save this to the Raw after the Royal Rumble and not have this as a Royal Rumble match? This would have been a hell of a kickoff <laughs> for the Royal Rumble for sure. Yeah, Certainly like, would have. You know, yeah. the, the tag title was up for grabs. The Fond and Furnace and Lafon against Owen and the Bulldog. What a match that would have been. Give them 20 minutes at the start of the Royal Rumble. And I guess you could say the reason why they wouldn't do that is because people don't really know who Furnace and Lafon are. But I feel like even watching this match, if you would have gave these guys 20 minutes, by 10 minutes, everybody in the crowd would have been into it because of how hard hitting and physical it was going to be. I think, um, yeah, a few wouldn't. But a lot of the diehard wrestling fans, the ones, the basically the people that you're uh, looking to as your core audience at that time, the ones that bought Wrestling Illustrated and all right. the magazines and everything, they knew who Furnace and Lafon were. They knew how big they were in Japan. They knew how big acquisition they were for the WWF. And while the internet was in its infancy in 1997, mm. there were still message boards and chat rooms yeah. where I'm sure people tape traded and discussed shit. So you're probably right. A lot more probably would have known than I probably gave him credit for. During <laughs> the commentary on this, though, it was more like they really didn't call the match all that much. JR did a couple times, but they were mm. mostly talking about Bret Hart quitting and everything that's going on. Um, with that, they also mentioned about, we, we, we saw it during the Royal Rumble, where Owen tossed the Bulldog out of the Royal Rumble match, being a fucking yeah. idiot, as we talked about that, too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this match was really, really good. Really hard-hitting physical back and forth. I, I hope, I'm hoping, and I know we probably will, see more of these two teams against each other as we venture more into 1997, because this is a great way to start the show. Yep. They also inform us that The Undertaker has gotten fined all of his Royal Rumble first for chokeslamming a <laughs> referee, and I don't know why, but that made me chuckle. Owen Hart hit a beautiful missile dropkick. I think they were they kind of like uh, LaFawn or Furnace was coming off the ropes, and as soon as they came back toward his corner, he flattened him with the dropkick, and it was just beautiful. The people got really into the match, especially in the first couple of rows, which I'll talk about the repeat with the people in the first couple of rows when we get to the next match. Um, the <laughs> The match ends when the, they distract the three and own hits Lafon with his Slammy Award. Yeah, yeah, and then he, he pins him. They get the power slam first, and then they got the pin. Yeah, but it's it's, it's perfect, perfect heel. Because he's got this Slammy. There's a lot of stories around that, isn't there? So yeah, <laughs> using it as a weapon as well. It's a. And then they show a little clip of Shawn Michaels walking to the ring where they kind of lay out and let the people scream and shout. You can hear all the shrieking and screaming mm -hmm. from the Texas folk, which was fun, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and then we the get... Next match. Then we get... This is a nation. 
a domination. So this is the one where you look at it on paper and you go, probably not going to be that great of a match. We got Farouk versus Bart Gunn, but then when you turn it on and watch it, you go, wow, these guys wow. are beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bart Gunn. Um, even that he, he can give it and uh, receive it quite well. Right, yeah, he was a big strapping cowboy in this match, and to the surprise of no one, that was very over with the Texas crowd that he's a cowboy. So the crowd was really behind him. There were, you know, a couple of rows of. Yeah, there were a couple of rows. What'd you say? That's really against Farouk, anyway. True, and I don't (laughs) want to be like mean or anything, but there were some Texas rednecks in this crowd. Like, Mm. I don't know if you saw, but there was about four or five, six men in the third row that couldn't help but stand up and scream and shout at every single minute. They always had a cup in their hand, too, these guys, and they weren't standing straight up, they were kind of leaning, so they looked like they had had several of those cups. And I was hoping that they don't record three or four Mm. raws during this because these guys might be passed out by the third one. And they were just short about wearing Confederate flag T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> they seem to be giving a lot of grief to Clarence Mason during the first match and yes. a lot of grief to the White Rappers during the second match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which they are the heels, so I guess that's what they were supposed to do. Um, <laughs> they also showed like a clip of Ahmed Johnson putting that nation member through the table, but it was like a behind shot, and literally yeah. all we got to see was Ahmed Johnson's ass. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of Ahmed ass is all we got to see. Yeah, got a more, more brutal view of it in the pay-per-view. But again, that's it. You know, if you want to see the proper view of it, buy the pay-per-view. Right. If you don't want to see nothing but ass, you better buy the, you better buy the replay. Uh but yeah, a really physical contest between these two. Bart hit a bulldog that looked mm. like it had Farouk beat, but one of the PG-13 guys put Farouk's leg on the rope. By yeah. that time, the big Texan had had enough and just started knocking out motherfuckers. Um, but then Farouk hit him with hit him from behind with like a, a he just, it was like a, a forearm smash from the apron, which you don't see out yeah. of Farouk very often. Mm-hmm. And then crushed gently, very gently, <laughs> placed Bart back <laughs> in the ring. Farouk had a vicious look. Well, I love, I love that because he was going to do something brutal to him, and then he looked and saw the referee just sort of standing there glaring at him. So he just so sort of gently placed him back in. Look, look I'm, I'm just helping him. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got any other notes you wanted to talk about during this match? It was a really good one. Uh, no, my notes were it was because again. I could have written pages on it, but uh, it, Farouk wins again with major interference. This is, As one should when he has a nation. Yes, exactly. A nation of domination. <laughs> they are the nation. Sorry, I'm, I was going to break into a song, but I guess I won't. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've done that. After this match, we see Monsoon and, and McMahon making their way down to the ring for the major announcement. On WrestleMania 13, Monsoon talks about Bret Hart quitting and that he hopes that Bret mm-hmm. Hart hears what he has to offer. He says he isn't happy with how Austin won the Raw Rumble, but since the referee's decisions were final, he cannot change the winner. But if Austin thinks his tainted victory is going to get him a title shot at WrestleMania, he's got another thing coming. Glenn, how do you feel about them saying the referee's decisions are final in wrestling when they all always show us that the referee's decision isn't final in wrestling? <laughs> 
it's like well it's it's like anything really honestly <laughs> um you cut the cloth to suit your needs at the time <laughs> right nothing exactly. set in, <laughs> nothing set in stone <laughs> exactly I think sometimes also, the reason why I said that is because sometimes I think people get too caught up in when when wrestling and then when they say stuff like that and they're like, oh well, this happened and this happened and this happened and then happened. Like yeah. it's a fucking TV show. Calm down. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's only a TV it's show. A TV show is is it's a TV show with with people in their underwear pretend fighting. <laughs> You're trying to bring logic into it. <laughs> It'd be like trying to do a serious podcast and bringing logic into the 1966 Batman series. <laughs> right. Which that would be that's a hell of an idea. Not for me, but for someone. Um, <laughs> he says he's got a special match to decide who's going to get that title shot. And it's a lot of legwork, Glenn. So I'm just going to let Gorilla Monsoon explain it. Yeah, yes, it's easier. What I've done is this, Vince. I've put together a very unique match. A four-man elimination, no disqualification match. What? The winner of which will unquestionably face the World Wrestling Federation champion, whomever it may be, at WrestleMania 13. And those four participants? Those four participants that I have chosen are, number one, The Undertaker, who was oh. illegally eliminated in the Royal Rumble by Austin. Number two, Vader, who was also illegally eliminated by Stone Cold in the Royal Rumble. Number three, if he accepts Bret the Hitman Hart, also illegally eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And of course, the man who got the tainted victory at the Royal Rumble, Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. And the winner of that match, that very unique match, will unquestionably face whomever the reigning champion at WrestleMania 13 is. So there you have it. <laughs> Who does he think the champion's going to be? I, he, he doesn't you've got You've got all the, the four top contenders fighting for the number one contendership. Who's Sid going to lose to in the meantime? Well, Sean's the champion right now, so... Oh, cool. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so... Oh yeah, if there's a rematch between him and Sid, sorry, I do I've, think I've blanked yeah. run with the promoting one in February where Sid will take on Shawn Michaels, but we'll get to mm -hmm. that because it does not happen. If you know the year no. of 1997, you know what happens. Somebody's gonna lose their smile, uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about. <laughs> that. This uh, announcement, of course, doesn't make Steve Austin very happy. Who comes out to the ring hmm. to protest, asking Gorilla Monsoon if the replay, if they have instant replay in WWF. He then calls Monsoon to jackass, among other things, <laughs> yeah. which brought Bret Hart back, who agrees to the match, and says, "We don't have to wait till February." And him and uh, Austin just start brawling in the aisleway. I don't think that Bret, he must have got those where he went. Because he climbed over the barrier and walked up through the crowd as he resigned. Yeah. And then he's come back exactly the same way. Right. Did, <laughs> did he just go to the bathroom for a while? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where did he come from? Yeah. Concession stand. Would have bought himself an ice cream. Yeah, he went to have an ice cream. <laughs> he was sorry. He's sorry he has to quit, but he's going to have some ice cream. Ice cream's got to be big in Canada, right? Who doesn't like oh, ice cream? Oh, yeah. 
besides me. Ice cream's big everywhere. Yeah, it's got to be. That's true. Uh, after the commercial, the Undertaker starts making his way out to the ring with for his match with Austin. Bret Hart is still kind of stand, just kind of standing at ringside, and the Undertaker just takes this <laughs> opportunity just to punch Bret Hart right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> great, it's great. And then they just start fighting, which I I just thought that was great. The Undertaker's like, "Well, you're standing here, I might as well punch you." <laughs> And then calls the Austin's not going to stand around while there's a brawl going on, so he gets involved. Absolutely, he's not going to do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, then him and the Undertaker start fighting, and then the match gets underway. They they inform us that the Undertaker is working with some cracked ribs, and I do believe that that's a shoot. I think he was really working with some broken yeah. ribs at this point. Which, if you ever just bruised your ribs, just to breathe hurts. So imagine jumping off the top rope or taking bumps with cracked ribs. Like cracked ribs, you can't breathe or anything. Yeah, this is just if your ribs are bruised, it's hard to breathe. Yeah, now he's probably well strapped up there. Yeah, I've heard some stories of him strapping a flap jacket onto himself and going out to the <laughs> ring because he's got some broken ribs and we're in some hard times right now. And so I can't really take any fucking time off. He just, yeah, a real man's man, Mark Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> it had me laughing during this match. I love, I love the man. I love the man's a bit, but he's an idiot. <laughs> he's fucking crazy, <laughs> is what he is. He's, he's fucking he's institutionalized. Total, total crazy. Um, uh, before anybody gets upset, I have said that to his face. I have been brave enough to say that to his face. I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure he already, he's already aware <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure he knows. He's not surprised. <laughs> he had Michelle telling him all the time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the funny thing during this match was that the king keeps screaming to Austin, work on the ribs, work on the ribs. I think even one point he got up from the commentary position and got up to, to the apron and started screaming at him for to work yeah. on the ribs. Yeah, he was did. Really funny. Yeah, so he's going to get in there and start punching his ribs himself. <laughs> yeah, right. he, he was one step short of that, you're right. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, had more to, he had more to do in that match than he did in the Royal Rumble. That's true. He did more in that match than he did in that that tag team match we saw him do with uh, Triple H, Goldust, and Wildman that I'd like to forget. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> think about that juggling and think about this one. This show was 10 stars compared to that shit. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> 10 stars. <laughs> it's also interesting to me, like, if you go back to, like, how Austin wrestled and worked before what happens to him, you know, later in the year, 1997 mm. incident, he moves in like a totally different way. He's he almost like a totally different wrestler. He he's mm -hmm. he is a brawler, but he's not just brawling. Like he, when that he became just a brawler, but in this, it's just the way he moves around the ring. It was just, it was just different for me to see. Cause I'm so used to the attitude era stuff when he just looks stiff as compared mm. to what he like in this match. Yeah. He looked lies. He, you know, he does knee drop. He does elbow drops, he punches, the whole the whole thing. It's a shame he got injured like he did, otherwise he, oh, they would have been a totally different yeah. Steve Austin. Not not character wise, but actually match quality wise. In the ring rise, he wouldn't have had hmm. to do so many no DQ matches. He wouldn't have had to yeah. have, have to have so much of the the nonsense and the gaga in the matches if if he <laughs> would have been able to work like he did, you know, in WCW in the early days of WWE because he could right. he could really go. And you saw it in this match. 
Um, they also cut during this into a pull apart between Vader and Bret Hart. So apparently Bret Hart has just fought everyone this evening. Maybe that's what he was doing. He was just wandering the halls of the of the Beaumont Arena, just fighting everyone. Look, he's punching people. He's just, he's just he's working on his aggression, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably why the Undertaker went out there and, and just punched him in the face. Somebody said he beating everybody up and go punch him. <laughs> Somebody's gotta do something about this. Please get out there and just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> the match ends in a DQ and Vader comes from the from the back, hits the of ring. Course. And, yeah, had to. So one of these matches had to end in a in a DQ, didn't it? Yeah, but this is perfectly fine. Yeah, no, no, I'm not complaining. Because you've got all these people that are going to be involved and all got grievances of each other and, and the management for putting them in this position. Right. So it's obvious that they're all going to take out their aggression on one another. And they did a pretty long brawl between the four mm. guys. Brett comes out, obviously, to join the fray because he's been punching people all night, so why wouldn't he punch yeah. people too? Um, <laughs> and they did, they did like a good five, six-minute brawl between the four guys mm. to end the show, which I really enjoyed. It, it, I've seen this four-way match before, and I know that it's really, really good. And so mm -hmm. I'm very excited uh, for the build for this. And this was an incredible episode of Raw and a great ending. It was. It was. And it was a logical ending. It was a DQ just for the sake of a DQ. Like I say, you had four guys that were going to all had grievances with one another, all caused by Gorilla Monsoon. Right, but, and they already and, had grievances with each other before. Yeah, yeah, now they've just, because, you know, Vader and Undertaker were already feuding <laughs> and Austin and Brett were already feuding. Now you've just thrown these feuds in sort of like a, a, a tornado effect of a feudery. But you go, you know, Bad officiating in the first officiating in the first place got them into this situation. The gorilla yeah. monsoon compounds it by saying, "Okay, the four of you can fight." <laughs> right, no disqualification, <laughs> no, no DQ. <laughs> he also doesn't mention this in in that, but you can also be eliminated in that match by being thrown over the top rope. They didn't mention that in the no. Had that stipulation later. Right. Another weird thing that I noticed when I don't know, I was going to ask you if you noticed. Did you notice that they kept pushing La Femme Nikita on after Raw, but they yes. kept trashing a show called Robin Hood, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't know what that was. I don't well, Glenn, clue I what have, that was you about. Know, you know me, wrestling podcasting takes you to weird places yeah. like Googling and finding out about <laughs> a show called The New Adventures of Robin Hood, which ran on TNT from 19. It's only on from 1997 to 1998, and it was shown directly after Monday Night Nitro, and I believe that's why they kept bashing it. Who was in that then? I don't. I didn't take any notes down of who's in it. Um, I'll have to look that up now. The New Adventures of Robin Hood. I don't. Are you a big Robin Hood guy, Glenn? <laughs> Well, we just had a about this time there was a, a Robin Hood um, show over here. I'm just wondering if it was the same thing. It was a really weird. So John a, Bradley. It says John Bradley played Robin Hood, and I have no idea who John Bradley is. No, I haven't either. I mean, yeah, I'll, here, I'll put a picture. I'll put a picture up of him. So maybe maybe somebody out there will know who this fucking guy is. I know this Jason. is a wrestling podcast, but here we go. This, this one, Ed, this uh, is him. He doesn't look like a Robin Hood. No, he definitely does. He looks <laughs> he, he looks more like a Friar Tuck than a Robin Hood. He does. He looks way more like a Friar Tuck than a Robin Hood. Hold on. Let me see if I can. I'm going to bring up some more images of people on the show. 
from, and we don't know who he is. This guy was little. This guy was little John. Yeah, yeah. Not that little John. Different little John. Ah, he, Richard Ashton. The little John's not supposed mm. to actually be little. He's supposed to be big. So that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I literally don't know any of these people that were on the show. <laughs> yeah, I recognize Richard Ashton, but uh, none of the others. <laughs> So it must not have been very good, Glenn. So everybody no, out gonna... there, be on the lookout for Glenn's review of Rob, the new adventures of Robin Hood coming out on a podcast near you. He's going to get uh, <laughs> DC Matthews to be his co-host. It's going to be no. no, he's not. <laughs> that would be great, though. You and DC review Adventures of Robin Hood. I'll bet, I'll bet Carl would even get it anymore. No, probably not. Probably scrubbed it from the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Glenn, I got three questions for you about this show. Um, what did you think was the best match? Oh, the tag match, easy. I'm gonna agree with you there. I think the tag match was easily the best match, even even though Bart Gun versus Farouk no, was better than it nothing, had any right. Yeah, to nothing. Be. Yeah, nothing against that one at all. But you had four four of the best at their business in that ring there. And people didn't know it, which makes it even more, it makes it even better. Exactly, exactly. Who did you think was the star of the show? I, For me, I think hands down the star of the show has got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold, yeah. Stone Cold by a mile. And I think we've already answered this question by how we gave him the show a glowing review. Are we going two thumbs up or two thumbs down on this one? Going two thumbs up. If I had four thumbs, I'd give it four thumbs up. It was a really mm-hmm. good show. I, if, if you've never seen it, go back and give it a watch. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Glenn, you got anything we need to plug before we get out of here? Um, no, he's doing enough of good. He's doing a good enough job of it himself at the moment. All over Twitter, <laughs> the man's oh. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, DDT Wrestling, DCO Doc, give. Give them a bit of love. They they deserve it. Um, and he's back with the Bang Bang podcast, the British version of a work in progress. Yep. Um, his first guest is the man I was just talking about, uh, UTT Rob, who's got more shows that he can actually remember going on at the moment. So I'm not going to plug them all. So, yeah, no, yeah. that would take that would that would be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Yeah. UTT Rob's a busy guy, but I'm hoping someday soon he can find some time in his busy schedule to join us for some shenanigans. Too. Mm-hmm. I think that would be yeah. a lot of fun if we could talk to him. <laughs> um, make sure you follow our buddy, our co-host, the mayor of Canton on Twitter. Make sure you check out a meal with the mayor. It is every Wednesday. We got it for sure right this time. Me and Glenn also have a, a WrestleMania review where we talked about WrestleMania, um, the WWE sale, all the crybaby wrestling fans and much, much more. If you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you check it out. And as always, make sure you check out Sports Wire Radio. Give our buddy Thomas Price a follow at Thomas Price 2017. You're talking about Mill with the Mayor. It's reminded me of something. If you've got a couple of minutes each day and you have access to YouTube, check out Mike Crockett. Um, he was the host or co host of a wrestling podcast about nothing uh ex-referee well he still says he's a referee on hiatus but every day on youtube he does this day in wrestling history and it's all about 
Massachusetts, uh, New England wrestling, and it's absolutely hilarious. And it's only five minutes a show or something like that. Just give him a check out and give him a, a like, subscribe, and uh, really funny guy. I'm yeah. trying to hope we can get him on here as well at some point. That would be great. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. I always retweet that when I see because he puts it on Twitter too, and he, it's a shorter version. Mm-hmm. I think it's only like it's only like a minute or sixty seconds, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so definitely give him a follow. That stuff always is funny. Uh, chaotic wrestling is what he used to work for, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, but yeah, give him a follow. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out us on YouTube if you don't already. Give us a subscribe. And I don't. I think we plugged everything we need plugged, didn't we? I think we have. That's it. That's it. We got nothing else to plug. Everybody, enjoy your week. Bye.